Okay, everybody, this is FGOGR, and I want to talk a bit about some video game news over the past week. Yeah, I feel like I'd rather utilize my my podcast a lot more now, more than just doing the solid game reviews, which I've been doing for quite a bit now, and they go well, whatever, but I'd like to output a lot more, especially for this large audience, especially those out there, you know, like people in the United States, got people in India, and all kinds of countries listening to this, so I feel like gaming news, especially because most of you are probably gamers, given the amounts of listens I get for my gaming stuff, it's not, this is not just an exclusive gaming podcast, it's, it's also about life and anything else, cooking, whatever I feel like talking about, but uh, there's sometimes gaming news that pops out that I, I feel like I, I should talk about, because uh, it interests me. I've been a gamer since, I would say, 1991, Sonic the Hedgehog, I got Sega Genesis with my sister for Christmas, and that was it. Boom. 30 years later and I'm and I'm here still gaming. And it's great and I love it. And I, I hope I hope to continue to love it. Hope to have time when I do get the time to play and, and enjoy myself and, and I do. I do. I, I'm, I'm playing a lot more modern games than I used to. I was pretty much on the retro game front for the most part, aside from stuff from Nintendo and some things from Sega, but eh, not really in the uh, the market usually for the, the, the current stuff. And, and and well, that's that's kind of just been the way that I've I've operated for quite a few years now. Now the bit of gaming news that I did want to discuss is the fact that there has been a new Nintendo Direct that just popped out this past week. Nintendo announced some games where we're finally going to get some stuff. If you listen to this podcast, I, I, I own a Nintendo Switch. That's my primary console. I have a gaming PC, so that's where I... Uh, that's my secondary console, although lately it's been seeing a lot more love than than my Nintendo Switch lately, and it's mainly because of the sheer amount of games that I've acquired on PC now. I have Xbox Game Pass for a limited time at this moment. I'm trying to take advantage of it. Before I decide to make the jump and, and, and pay for it outright, I, I currently have a three-month trial, probably one month into it already, so I've got about two months left, and I, I also have a an extra pass that I can get for an extra month, so I, I, it might just keep going. It might just lead me into the next year. Although there's stuff on the Switch that I do feel like playing that I've not bought yet, but they're on their way. And and some of them were announced in this Nintendo Direct, although they may not be coming out, or some of them are just not going to be coming out this year. All right, so let's 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 discuss this. So Nintendo Direct. That's when Nintendo announces games for, for the most part, the upcoming six months or so. That's that's usually the, the time period that they're that they're announcing for. There's sometimes you get a couple things that'll probably are far out, maybe by the end of like in a year or so. But Nintendo usually doesn't announce things that don't come out within a year. They, they usually don't say, oh, we're going to make this and it's two years out, for the most part, unless it's something that they they for sure know that they're, 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 they're going to make and they're, they're willing to announce it early on. Uh, Zelda Breath of the Wild sequel, that, that was announced probably two years or so now. So that, that probably comes out next year, but Nintendo didn't have anything on that for this Nintendo Direct. I wasn't expecting it. We saw something at E3 anyways. So it's not really that big of a deal for me. And I'm willing to be very patient with a sequel to Breath of the Wild, even if it creeps into 2023. However, 
some people may not like that. I, I would ex- I would assume that Breath of the Wild will be Nintendo's big holiday game going into 2022. So that'll be the 2022 holiday game. It, it sort of makes sense. I think that'll be the trajectory for that game. And uh, we'll probably it'll probably get like a massive dump of information going into E3 2022. They'll probably do a dedicated Zelda Direct probably a month or so before it releases next year and then then it'll release sometime probably late November or early December. That's how I uh, that's how I, I I see the trajectory trajectory for Breath of the Wild's development. Unless something happens. Who knows? But I doubt that that'll be released any earlier than September of next year. This Nintendo Direct, they showed a little bit more of, uh, or a lot more of Metroid, especially the premise of the game and things like that. I did not watch anything of it. I saw bits and pieces of it as I was tapping on the YouTube uh, fast-forward button because I really don't want to be spoiled for this game. I know it's a 2D Metroid, and, and and yeah, it's pretty hard to spoil a game like that. This is in the same style as uh, Samus Returns, so it'll be all... I'm sure there's, there's going to be very, very few cutscenes of any sort of narrative aspect, but still there are gameplay elements and things like that that I I don't want to get spoiled. I'd like to be surprised by what they can do with a brand new modern 2D Metroid that's not a remake. We we hadn't we haven't seen a an original 2D Metroid game that was a sequel or prequel or anything like that since Metroid Fusion. It's been that long. Zero Mission on the Game Boy Advance was a remake of the original Metroid with the added bits. The same thing with Metroid 2. It's a, uh, it was remade for the 3DS. So there's not really anything new aside from some of the story elements that they did to tie the games together. And uh, like Return of, uh, Samus Returns found a way to tie Super Metroid to the game, so I I almost expect, I didn't really expect Nintendo to make a new Metroid in that sense. I knew Metroid Prime 4 is, is being developed right now, and it'll take time. Metroid Prime 4 probably doesn't get released until 2023. That's probably when it'll pop out. But I never thought that they would make an original 2D Metroid. I assumed that what they would do was remake Super Metroid. And that's always on the table. It, it really is. Although, Nintendo might be a little wary about remaking Super Metroid. It's, it's probably the most beloved game in the franchise's history. And... A lot of people would scrutinize any changes or anything to that nature for that game. I'm not really sure how Nintendo could pull off a remake of of Super Metroid. And maybe this studio that's making this new one, maybe this is their their tryout for it. I'm not sure. It really, it really is less risky for Nintendo to make a new Metroid game than to remake Super Metroid, in my opinion. In my opinion. Just because of the amount of love people have for that game. So yeah, that, that was Metroid Dread. I'm, I'm, it, it comes out very soon. And I, I'm probably going to buy it day one. Get a physical copy. Go to, go to the store. Best Buy or Target down here and, and just play it. Uh, well, uh, my Nintendo Switch is currently, as of this podcast, still being repaired. So I, 
hopefully it'll arrive before then, but if not, then I'll just have to wait uh, some days in order to, to play it. Oh well. Well, anyway, but hey, I'll have a nicely fixed and probably cleaned Nintendo Switch to, to run it on, so that'll be, that'll be fun. That'll be really good. And I'll probably stream that, by the way. If, if that does happen, I'll probably stream the game. Because that's one of those games that I, I love Metroid. I love the Metroid series. I've played every game in the series so far. I've yet to beat Federation Force. That's currently in my 3DS at the moment. I may have to play that in the meantime while my Switch is being repaired. However, my gaming PC and the Xbox games on there are kind of fucking me right now, so it's it's veered me off the course of beating that game, and I know I could beat that game, and probably like, I think it's like a 10 hour game or so, and I'm like two hours into it, so I I could beat it, I, I just haven't, I just haven't, um, so yeah, that was Metroid Dread, another game on the list that I was interested in, look, Nintendo Directs have a lot of games on there that I'm, I have no interest in whatsoever. They they have a Monster Hunter reveal. I'm not into the Monster Hunter series. I've played some demos of the game on my 3DS and my and my Wii and I think on the Switch and, and I just I I can't get into it. I, I feel like I, I don't have the patience to be honest to get into Monster Hunter. To, and I understand the the thrill of the hunt for a lot of people with regards to taking down these just gigantic beasts, these fantastical looking dinosaurs. And you would think that that I'd be into that, right? As holy crap, these are basically dinosaurs. But taking down the dinosaurs and taking an hour just to take down one enemy. I just don't have the patience for it, and it's just not me, it's just not me, but I can see why people like it though, I can see why people like it, uh, there is a, a great sensation to overcoming that, and I'm assuming that's kind of what human beings once felt when they were taking down mammoths in order to, to get their meat and their tusks and their, and their fur. Like, that, I would assume, is the same feeling, but not me, just not me. Then there was Project Triangle Strategy, I'm never going to play that, I'm never going to play Project Triangle Strategy, it's not that, it's not because I, I hate RPGs, I don't mind RPGs at all, I don't play many of them, but I don't mind them, I... I kind of just stick to the light fare with regards to RPGs, Pokemon, and Mario. Although I haven't really played a lot of the late Paper Mario and Mario Luigi games. And that's... That's... I don't know. I, I just haven't felt the need to buy them, to be honest. And it's my time and everything. Just RPGs take forever. They take forever. And... I, I, I'm not sure... I, there's there's very few of them that that I feel like I want to get into right now. I've played Tales series, but I've never played Dragon Quest or Final Fantasy, so I can't really speak to that type of stuff. Never played Persona or any of those those games in those series. No, no. Uh, gosh, there's so many. There's there's many many RPGs out there, but I'm. I'm just not willing to drop the time sink for those games at the moment. Maybe someday I will be. Maybe someday I will be, but I'm not doing it right now. Just too much going on with regards to work and other things in my life. I, I just can't. I just can't. Not for that long amount of games. Right now, I'm more interested in beating a large variety of games than trying to take down one single massive game. But different strokes for different folks. Some people 
like delving into an entire world and just being completely immersed in that world. And I get it. There's a there's what a new Tales game that's that's popping out, and it looks great. It looks fantastic. It looks like a great world to pop in for a hundred hours and and just be part of that. But I'm not at that point for me right now. I'm kind of discovering FPSs right now, and because FPSs have very short campaigns, you got five to ten hours, and you know, they're very rare amount that last 15 hours, which is very rare. However, they, you can get in and get out, and, and that's it. They have easy modes, and we're good. Eh, so I'm not, I'm not going to play something like Project Triangle Strategy, just not. Just not. Big surprise announcement, though, was a new Kirby game. I haven't played Kirby Star Allies. I didn't feel like buying it. I'm sure if it, if I could find a deal with it, with the physical copy sometime, I probably would buy it. I think Charles, my buddy on my other podcast, Sports Goose, check that out, by the way. There's a link in the description for this one. He's played that. I'm sure he enjoyed it. Like, the Kirby's Light Fair platforming. It's one of those games you can just run through, feel good about it, and and then that's it. Call it a day. But, this is the first true 3D platformer for Kirby. The first true 3D platformer for Kirby. Yes, Kirby running around in, 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 in more than two directions. That is big. It's it's really big. It's it's surprising it hasn't happened up until this point. But here we are. A 3D platformer for a Kirby game. And like Kirby games have been presented in 3D, but they are 2D games at their core because you can only move within a a, a two-dimensional plane. Kirby 64, you had uh, Kirby's Return to Dreamland, Kirby Star Allies, uh, some of the Kirby games on the 3DS, they're, they're, just, they're just like that, that's it. But now we have a real 3D platformer for Kirby, and the premise of the game is interesting. He's woken up on a deserted island or land, and it's completely abandoned. Like, there's something either horrible happened a long, long time ago. It was just an abandoned city. And he's explore- he's exploring an abandoned city. So, the premise for that is interesting. Because you don't really think of that type of... Even premise for a Kirby game with regards to... A cityscape and things like that. You just don't think of it that way. And, and now we have Kirby expanding into that, and it's going to be really interesting to see what happens. Because, look, Kirby games are, for the most part, they're, they're easy. They're easy 2D platformers. You can, uh, they're one of the few that I can willingly 100%. And because it's, 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 quick pick up and play, get in, get out of levels, and that's it. That's 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 the cool thing about him. Kirby's Epic Yarn, Return to Dreamland, I'm sure Star Allies is the same thing. But now we've got a 3D platformer. And what's going to be the goals? What's going to be the unlockables? What is Kirby the only playable character? Who knows? Who knows? Because lately the Kirby games have had multiple characters for you to control. Not just Kirby himself, but now uh, I doubt that they would have extra characters like a Waddle D or or King DDD or Meta Knight because this is the first one in 3D. They're, they're trying to. I, I don't know how they're gonna have Kirby's move set work with this, but Kirby games are great because. First off, Kirby as a character was designed to be very flexible. He's just a circular character, spherical character with arms and feet. 
and a mouth and an eye balls and that's it. So he's not he's he's incredibly flexible as per what you can see him doing in Super Smash Brothers. And I, I, there's a lot of elements that I do hope to see. I hope some of the mixing and matching of of and combining of powers that you saw in Kirby 64 make it. That was always a fun mechanic. I I also I I I, I, I would assume Kirby's ability to float is restricted in this game because a lot of the times with 2D Kirby games, it's, if you find a level particularly difficult to platform normally, you can, for the most part, a lot of levels you can just float on by and make it out that way. So I, I hope they can restrict some of that to offer a bit of challenge. I don't expect this to game to be on par with Mario Odyssey, it's very hard to get up to those levels. Kirby games have never been able to get up to the level of a dedicated, unique 2D Mario game. So I, I don't expect that for the 3D games, because this, if this goes well, and I'm assuming it's going to, because this is huge for Kirby fans, I, 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 uh, I mean, this is, this could be a, the first a line of 3D Kirby games, and that'd be cool to see, because Nintendo, Nintendo doesn't really, outside of Mario, they, they haven't really branched out with any other 3D platformers for any other series. Donkey Kong 64 only had, the, the Donkey Kong series only had Donkey Kong 64, that was it, that was the one game. Wario's spin-off, only Wario World, that's the only one, back on the GameCube. And, gosh, are there any more? <laughs> I'm having a hard time thinking of any other 3D platformers for for Nintendo outside of the Mario series. I mean, heck, not even... Not, yeah, the Yoshi series hasn't even had one. The Yoshi series hasn't even had one. Yoshi's has... Yoshi's... Yoshi and Wario have appeared in Mario 64... Yes, Luigi has appeared, but Luigi's Mansion series is in 3D platformers. I so this this is the first in a line of that, and then maybe maybe Nintendo with if this goes well, maybe they're willing to have Donkey Kong have another 3D platformer, have uh, gosh, maybe have Yoshi or have Wario. But Wario's so hard. So uh, WarioWare is coming, uh, has come out already. I haven't bought that yet. But Wario has been relegated for the most part to just the WarioWare series. The Nintendo hasn't really. What was the last 2D Wario game? I don't. I. I don't think it's either Master of Disguise, which I think was on, was on the regular DS. I don't think that... I don't think he had a 3DS game that was a 2D platformer. I might be mistaken. I'm not sure. Or Wario Land Shake It on the Wii, which was a brilliant game, by the way. Brilliant. They've had re-releases of his, of his Game Boy games on the 3DS, but Wario hasn't appeared in a bit outside of the WarioWare series. We'll see. I'm not sure Nintendo's willing to do that for Wario, but I feel like he's a character that you could do that for. And then you have Yoshi. Uh, I'm not sure what we're going to do with Yoshi. Yoshi just had a game in his 2D platforming series. Wasn't as well received with uh, Crafted World over Woolly World, but I am... Who knows? But yes, I'm excited for Kirby. That's that's going to be super awesome. I, I just... I, I probably... I'll buy that. <laughs> I will buy that. I, I feel like that's that's one of those where you got to give that one a shot. you got to give that one a shot when it comes out. And it looks very polished already from, from what they've shown. From 
what they've shown so far. So hopefully it provides some bit of challenge being in a 3D perspective. Okay. Now, uh, another, the Castlevania Advance Collection. I never played the Castlevania Game Boy Advance games, so that, that's pretty, that's a really cool announcement from Konami. Konami right now, yes, they are not as focused on their video game endeavors compared to their pachinko endeavors. But at the very least, Konami is willing to put out their retro stuff, repackage that, and sell it. So at the very least, that's happening, and we're getting those games on modern systems. That's great. And it's on the Switch, it's on the Xbox, on the PlayStation. I don't know if it's on PC, but I, I would hope so. I think so. Well, I'm not sure about that. Maybe it probably maybe on some cloud services too, because I know uh, on Amazon Luna they had a Castlevania Classics collection on there. So I would assume the Advanced Collection will probably pop up there too. But yeah, a Game Boy Advance game is getting re-released, and look, there's there's a lot of I would say the Game Boy, Game Boy Color, Game Boy Color games are a little more polished than the original Game Boy games. But that era of games going into Game Boy Advance, I don't believe a lot of those games have seen re-releases. And now we're we're getting to a point. It's been 20 years since the Game Boy Advance was was released and we're gonna get nostalgia for those titles Nintendo's remaking Advance Wars 1 and 2 at the moment so there's there's something there and people are gonna want that soon so Konami's jumping up ahead and hey we got a Game Boy Advance collection of these games so that is a great step to see in retro games being re-released. Uh, speaking of retro games getting re-released, so uh, this is probably the, the highlight of the Nintendo Direct for me and for a lot of people. Nintendo is adding another tier to their subscription model, subscription service. Look, you gotta play. You gotta pay to play online on these systems: Nintendo Switch, the Xbox, and PlayStation. It sucks. It sucks for all of us on PC. You don't have to do that. You, you pay for the internet itself, but you don't pay to allow your machine to utilize the internet services. However, that's the that's the model. That's the model right now, and. If you want to pay, if you want to play, you got to pay, right? So there, there it is. But I play a lot of Nintendo, and I've used the online service, well, for the Switch more than anything else. I wasn't... I mean, you didn't have to pay for it on the Wii U. You didn't have to pay for it on the Wii or the DS or 3DS. But when it came to online gaming, before, I wasn't that into it. I thought I would be, to be honest. I, I thought it'd be, it only seemed like, wow, like, you can just play people online. You can play Pokemon and Mario Kart and Smash Brothers online against people. I can just, I, I can always have, <laughs> relatively speaking, I can always have somebody to play against, to play video games with. Right? Even if I, when I move out and no longer with my, near my sister or my parents or or my, my best friends or anything like that. We can still play online and things like that, but it didn't really happen for me for the most part. A lot of people it did, especially if you owned an Xbox, but wasn't the case for me. It might be the fact that I was playing on Nintendo consoles and 
I didn't have a gaming PC, a dedicated gaming PC. That it probably affected my my urge to play online, but I believe the first real game that got me into online multiplayer was Splatoon. It truly was. Yes, Smash Brothers, but I really wasn't that into it. I, I played, you play some matches, yes, but I wasn't as hooked on it as when I was playing Splatoon on the Wii U. That game, because really the game is, the online component is the game. It has a single player mode, yes, but the online component was the game, and man, wow, Splatoon, and we'll talk about Splatoon later on, for sure, but that was the first dedicated game, and and once Nintendo popped out to the Switch, and they announced that they, you had to pay to play online, but I had online games, I had Mario Kart 8, which is a great game to play online, probably Nintendo's, probably the, aside from Splatoon, Nintendo's two best games are, online games are those two games right there, just from performance and things like that, but that's my opinion, but, Splatoon is about its multiplayer, online multiplayer, and I will definitely pay to play that game online. And I, I, I've, I played a ridiculous amount of Splatoon 2 on the Switch. So, I think I got my money's worth with the $20 subscription that I have for Nintendo Switch Online. However, Nintendo is now going to add another tier. Look, Nintendo Switch Online... You have a ton of NES and Super Nintendo games. I, I I didn't start really utilizing those games until this year in the pandemic. <laughs> that was probably the, uh, the the biggest reason that I started playing those retro games. Yes, I, I played through a lot of Nintendo's back catalog. Super Mario Brothers, Mario World, Zelda, uh, Zelda Link to the Past, and the original Zelda, and Donkey Kong Country, Kirby's Adventure, like, those games I've, I've played through, <laughs> and multiple times for some of them. But a lot of the other ones from third parties that aren't the big ones that are Capcom or Castle or Konami or, or anything like that, those, those games are on there, and that, that's pretty darn cool. That's pretty darn cool. I finally got a chance to play some of these games, especially some some pretty obscure games that I'm not I'm not gonna go out and seek a physical copy for those games, and I'm probably don't want to go through the hassle of I mean it's not much of a hassle but playing them on an emulator. I don't really have the interest to do so, but on the Switch, portable, why not? Why not play that? So I, I've utilized the Nintendo Switch Online things great, and then. Nintendo has popped out with some games on there. Some original games. Super Mario Bros. 35, which unfortunately was limited. I, 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 I still hope they bring that back in some fashion. I, I, would, I would pay for it, to be honest. That was, that was a great, great game. Just the premise and everything. Just a, a, a Super Mario Bros. Battle Royale. Original Super Mario Brothers NES Battle Royale, but eh. Tetris 99, which was the first game under this model, or the first game that was like, oh, Nintendo's gonna be doing some stuff with this Switch Online thing, aren't they? Not just putting NES and Super Nintendo games, huh? Cool. And then you have Pac-Man 99, which I haven't really played that much, but it's there. It's there, and it's enjoyable, for sure. And uh, now all these free-to-play games, although I think on the Nintendo Switch, if they're free-to-play, you can you don't have to pay for the Nintendo Switch Online. So that's at least a tiny 
thing that's that's easy for some people, but yeah, but yeah, I've, I've utilized the Switch Online service a lot, so I I feel like the pricing for me is good because uh, I've used it. I've used it, and that that's the thing with with these online services. Are you going to use it? If you buy an Xbox Series X, are you going to use it a lot to justify buying? Game Pass Ultimate, for example, which is a fantastic deal, but you're paying $15 a month and you're not using your Xbox, then what the heck are you doing? Same thing for PlayStation Plus. And so, there you go. And pretty much any subscription service. What are you doing if you're not really using it? Alright. So, rumors had come that Nintendo was going to add a new system to Nintendo Switch Online retro service. And speculation was a Nintendo 64 or Game Boy, Game Boy Color. And it didn't look like we'd get Game Boy Advance, but at the very least a Game Boy and Game Boy Color. I thought it would be the Game Boy and Game Boy Color because I felt like that was the easiest option for Nintendo. Nintendo usually doesn't put too much effort into their retro game catalog re-releases. The Switch Online server, the NES and Super Nintendo apps are are great with the save states and the rewind features. Those are great. So I felt like, oh, that's so easy to implement for Game Boy and Game Boy Color games. That'd be great. Game Boy Advance, I didn't think they would do it just because that might be a little bit more work, but probably not that much. I didn't think we'd see the N64, and the reason why I didn't think we'd see the N64 was because of Super Mario 3D All-Stars. I had assumed that because Mario 64 was on there, along with Sunshine and Galaxy, that Nintendo, with their 3D retro titles, was willing to resell those, almost like the way they did it on the Wii U and on the Wii, resell those separately. I felt like that's what they would do. Like, they would resell you Super Nintendo or N64 games at 10 bucks. They'd resell you... Um, what was it? They'd resell you GameCube games probably like 20 bucks, maybe 15 And... 20 to 25 for a Wii game. Maybe. They probably wouldn't do many Wii games. But I felt that's what they would do. And... They didn't. They instead... Announced Nintendo 64 games... As part of their new service. At a different tier. Probably costing... maybe. I would assume they're going to charge like 10 bucks more i don't see it going any higher than that i think 10 bucks is probably at 30 bucks per year would be where they're going with it so they announced n64 and then they announced sega genesis which i was very that was uh, sega was a lot more surprising than n64 n64 was kind of rumored and things like that there was rumors of a dedicated N64 controller, which they did announce. You can buy a Nintendo 64 controller, a brand new one, in 2021 that works on your Switch. But the Sega Genesis one was surprising because of a lot of factors for me. One, Sega is not Nintendo, but they've worked with Nintendo re-releasing stuff before. That's... That's that's not new, but I I didn't think Nintendo would work with other companies uh, that with uh, with regards to re-release of their own hardware games. So that was one. Two. Sega has their uh, their retro games for sale on the Switch, anyways. They already have a Sega Genesis collection on there with. The majority of their of their most, I think, probably like thirty to forty games on there. 
another reason Sega has re-released a mini console for the Sega Genesis that you can buy. That's actually good. To that's probably still out there somewhere for you to buy. So that's another reason why I didn't think Sega was gonna re-release their stuff just like that. They don't have anything like that on the PS5 or 4 or the Xbox One or Series X and S. They've re-released their Sega Genesis games within a collection on those consoles before. And Sega always does that, really, to be honest. They they always re-release their games multiple times like that. But I didn't think they'd do that on the Switch with regards to an actual dedicated online service like the NES and Super NES. So it's very strange for me that, that it's happening. And then another thing is they're re-releasing Sega Genesis controller too. All this is a surprise that functions on your Switch. You can take screenshots and use the home menu and and play it for some maybe with some some other games. Sega, like I said, Sega's re-released their old games before, and uh, you can individually buy Sonic 1 and Sonic 2. Sega's next year is re-releasing, or maybe even this year, I'm not sure, but they're re-releasing the original trilogy for Sonic the Hedgehog, Sonic 1, 2, 3, and Knuckles, in its own dedicated collection called Sonic Origins Collection. Like, they're already doing that on the side, too. So, I I don't know. And also, Sega's... Sega, not them themselves, but... Obviously, they've they licensed the, the, the designs and stuff for the Genesis controllers to Nintendo. But they've done it with Retrobit. There are... And Retrobit makes dedicated Genesis, Sega Saturn... And I'm not sure if they made the Dreamcast controllers yet, but... But at least those two that you can use on... Your Switch, or your Xbox, your PlayStation, your PC, your your Genesis Mini, or your original Saturn, or your original Genesis. Wired and wireless versions. So all of this is a surprise to me that Sega is doing this. Now, I'm happy. I used to be a Sega Genesis owner. I've... I owned the Genesis and the Saturn and the Dreamcast before. I may be inclined to buy a Genesis controller. I probably won't, but it's there. The option is there now. It's all a surprise to me. That was a real surprise to me. And now I'll get to, much like the Super Nintendo game, beat some of these Sega Genesis games. The N64 library that they announced, Yakarina Time, Mario 64, I've played through those already. Kirby 64, I haven't played through completely, so that'll be a nice one to go and get through. Pokemon Snap, which is a short game. Most people can get through that one pretty easily. I think I got through that with my my buddy way back when, when we rented it from Blockbuster a long, long time ago. So the, those brought back some memories. Yoshi Story, Beaten. Yeah, Sin and Punishment, I never played through that, so they, got, you, they are going to put some of those Japanese import games as well, those those Japanese exclusive games are going to be there. And there was one third-party game on there. So, it begs the question, because, man, the N64 library is very limited. Even Nintendo's back catalog for that system is very short. There aren't many games on there. They announced Dr. Mario 64 is going to be on there. Never played through that. That's Really, the only Dr. Mario with a dedicated story. Uh, gosh, what else was on there? Star Fox 64, played through that. The original and the and the 3DS version. Uh, that That's, that's going to be on there. So uh, Mario Tennis, that's going to be fun to, to go through again. But there's not, there's not much. Nintendo... Even those will be the games. There's, I think, what, 10 or so games that'll be part of the initial batch for the N64. But then they said that these are other games. They showed the games that they're already planning to push onto the system on the Switch 
soon enough. And Majora's Mask, Paper Mario, that, that's another one that's going to be on there. Uh, I think Kirby 64 is part of that features list. So there are future games that are going to be on there. And Kabanji Kazooie, that was a huge announcement. So that one's going to be there. So able to get. So Nintendo might be able to get most, if not all, of the rare games. I would assume because Banjo Kazooie is going to be on there, we're going to get Donkey Kong 64 and work through that. That was only re-released once, and it was on the Wii U. So, but once again, we're it's not much more. It's Pilot Wing 64, 1080 degree snowboarding, Wave Race. Excite Bike and Pokemon Puzzle uh, League, maybe Stadium One and Two. I doubt we'll see those two, and I doubt we're gonna see anything like Hey You Pikachu. Something that that probably won't be re-released. But Diddy Kong Racing, because we're getting that, that might actually pop out too. And you start getting limited from there with regards to Nintendo's back catalog. Super Smash Brothers. It's it's gonna there's there's pretty much a finite amount outside of Nintendo. Maybe you get those rare games, and then the third party ones. I mean, hopefully we'll get some of those really ex- obscure N64 games because there weren't many third party ones out there that are of note. Really, there there aren't much. So the rare stuff, maybe maybe Konami puts their Castlevania N64 games on there. They're not great games, but at the very least, you'll have save states, you'll hopefully have a rewind feature, and people will finally be able to go through them. Uh, gosh, you, you got Mega Man 64, that could get re-released. It'd probably be the only way to get, I mean, because Capcom hasn't been interested in re-releasing that game in any way, shape, or form, 64 slash Legends. So... I, I I think this is a really good thing to get some of those weird N64 games on there. They're, but I doubt we're going to get much. Because N64 emulation is a bit wonky even now on PC. So Nintendo may not... And some third parties may... I mean, there may not be a lot of games that are great. Unless Nintendo's developed an emulator that's that works really well with it who knows but we'll see we'll see we will see so that that's that was my favorite announcement of nintendo direct i'm, I'm really psyched for those retro games uh, i can't wait uh, splatoon 3 got shown off a lot more so that that just looks insane there's a lot more mechanics it looks like there's more I mean, there's there's a character with a grappling. I don't know if you can call it a hook. It probably is a hook. Probably fish. It's you know nautically themed, so it's probably like a fishing hook or something like that. It's like a grappling hook, but that that's really cool. You have like like machines, basically like tanks and vehicles, and uh, you have a side buddy character. It looks like a more expanded campaign. Splatoon three is looking great. It's probably it's it's probably <laughs> It's, it's going to suck me in. I know it will. I know it will. I'm hoping the extra mechanics don't don't throw me off my game. But uh, if, 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 if it's anything, hopefully it's not too much of a change for, for, for me. But Splatoon, I, I will say this. I'm not the best at a lot of video games nowadays. I, I just don't have the... The skills, the the reaction time, nor the time sync to get good for a lot of games. I've been trying to go through Halo with some of the multiplayer a couple of times, and I I just get completely pwned by people, just absolutely completely pwned. So, but Splatoon, Splatoon's one of the few games. Aside from maybe even Mario Kart, that I can more than hold my own. 
And I, I'm not, there's not a lot of games I can say that about. So, I, I think that one's, uh, that, that's, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, gosh, man, this is gonna be another thousand hours in Splatoon. <laughs> but it's gonna be great. I'm, I'm excited. I can't wait. I can't wait. And then Nintendo announced a bunch of, like, indie stuff and, and things like that. I really, I, I, if one jumps out at me or a YouTuber or a podcast that I listen to, or even Charles recommends one to me, I might, I might get into some of the indie games. I'm not, I mean, I've, I've played a lot of indie games, for sure. But, there's, I, I don't really get, like, too excited for an up-and-coming up indie game, because they're, they, they can be toss-ups, especially if they're from a, a, a developer that hasn't truly proven themselves in the past. Like, I, I don't think Freedom Planet 2 has been released yet, but that game, the first one, was really, really good. I really enjoyed that on the Wii U. And the minute the second one comes out on the Switch, I'm gonna get it. Because I thoroughly enjoyed that game. And a lot of that helps because it was originally a Sonic... A Sonic ROM hack or something like that. And then they decided to just... Or a Sonic fan game. And they decided to just retool their engine and make original characters. And, and boom, it was an original game that felt tiny bit like Sonic with regards to movement a little bit, but not too much. It really wasn't. It really just felt more like a a modern take on a 16-bit Sega Genesis game, which look, not complaining. Not complaining at all. Not complaining at all with that. I I, I, I hope the next one is as good as the first one. And Really, that was the big bit of gaming news that I, from the past week, that I, I really made big note of. I'll probably do this every once in a while, just talk about some gaming news. I, I did want to make a dedicated gaming podcast with my buddy Charles, but maybe this format on this channel, I, I could do it with him and just have an actual sit down with him and, and be like, hey, let's let's talk about this gaming news and we'll just talk about what we are looking forward to, what we think about some announcements and, and then go from there. Because we, we can get a good bit of an hour from that and we got it from here. Anyways, that that's me, everybody. I'm FGOGR. You can follow me on all the things in the description, Twitter, YouTube. I have my other podcast on called Sports Goose, so you can check that one out. I guess I will talk to you guys later. Take care.